Imagine effortlessly staying connected with your clients, delivering personalized message at just the right time and seeing them return to your studio again and again. It's all possible with the right automation strategies. By setting up targeted and personalized automated campaigns, you can deliver very timely and very relevant messages to your clients, nurturing their journey within your studio and keeping them really engaged. All good things that we want as studio owners, right? So in this episode, I invited Christine from Lootspark to come onto the show and share with us all about the best practices, and what's possible for you when you integrate marketing automations into your studio business. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I'm so happy that you have decided to tune in here again today. Um, one of the things that I love to do with um, with this podcast is to introduce you all to um, some of the software and tools that are out there and available to you as studio owners to help make your life a lot easier. And I have invited one of those software, um, a representative from one of those softwares on today. Um, and Christine is joining us from LoopSpark. She is the Director of Marketing and Community Relations. And she works with studio owners each and every week, introducing them to the LoopSpark software um, and what it can do to help studios grow, but also make studios run more efficiently and more effectively. Now, a little bit of uh, background about LoopSpark. It was founded in 2014, which is kind of early days in the boutique fitness world. It's been around for a long time and supported a lot of studio owners. Um, the founders were actually studio owners themselves when they developed the software. Um, and they knew that there was a lot of power in creating those automations to support clients inside of their studios, because at that time they were perhaps similar to some of you also um, raising a family at home and didn't have the time to do all of the things. Since then, um, LoopSpark has evolved to become the go-to automated CRM solution for studio uh, management. So I'm so excited to welcome Christine. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. That's awesome. Awesome. So for those of you who, those of them, the people listening, um, who might not be familiar with LoopSpark, can you tell us a little bit about what it, it does um, today for studio owners around the world? Sure, sure. So LoopSpark, we do like to say that we're the go-to CRM for fitness and studio management, but really kind of what does that mean? <laughs> um, what that means from a literal perspective is really helping automate anything from emails to text messaging. You can also automate things for your staff. So as a former manager, I never owned a studio, but I managed a large facility. Um, that's huge because just trying to be able to get everybody on the same page and know that there is a platform that people can check in with you on. It kind of also takes project management up a notch. So 
those are in a nutshell, all of the things that we automate and can do to make your life a lot easier, a lot more streamlined. Yeah. So that some oftentimes when we're, when we're reaching out to, or we're working with newer clients, one of the things that's one of them we've seen, I'm sure then you've seen the data as well, but we see that there is a significant increase in uh, retention, but also um, average client spend when we have higher a high number of touch points in those early j- days for, with with that client. Can you tell us a little bit about what those types of touch points might look like with LoopSpark? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yes, I love all that data. We've also just to throw another data point out at you guys. We've also been able to calculate that on average, uh, we did this, we did this test a couple years ago. So it's slightly older data pre COVID, but we're looking at saving approximately 20 hours a month on admin time, which is amazing. Just so you guys could also free up that, uh, finances. You could do something else with that money, maybe hire another teacher. But in terms of the touch points that we can automate really anything that you would like from start to nurturing that member, I always like to say initial touch points are great. Hey, we love that you're interested. Then you can automatically start educating your prospects at that point about you, what you do. And then, of course, we go right into if they're going to be buying an intro offer, whether that's a group intro offer or we were chatting about this earlier, whether that's intro offers that include one-on-one services. We do fully support appointment-based automations as well. So, you know, really touching base after that first experience and nurturing them all the way through. Um, I, If anybody's been on a phone call with me, I like to say that marketing and dating are very similar. So we <laughs> want to make sure we're getting to know each other early on mm-hmm. and then just continue to nurture them through that process. Make sure that we're offering them the things that actually fulfill their utilization as we talk about membership. And then through that, we can make educational flows. We can make anything else that you see appropriate for your, for your population. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. And I think it's important just to highlight that. Um, in, and for, for many of the listeners, you know, our studio owners that offer both classes and one-on-one appointments, um, oftentimes other software providers don't offer the ability to have um, automations around one-on-one appointment-based businesses, but LoopSpark does. So this is, um, that's a really wonderful thing. And I think, you know, the, that, having the ability not just to perhaps send emails, but also to be able to send text messages is, is something that is, I, for some studio owners will feel perhaps um, like a lot to take, take on, but we now are seeing more and more that those text messages are incredibly powerful way to connect with newer clients if they're used in the right way. So can you tell us a little bit about how you see the text message integrated into that nurture sequence? Because presumably, you know, most, like I've seen most of, of the ways that we set them up for our clients inside of Thrive, that it's a combination of email, text message, but also having those conversations either in person or over the phone. Um, but so specific to text, what does that look like inside of LoopSpark? Great. So, um, I mean... From a very technical perspective, we could do texting almost around anything that they do, whether it's, you know, they attended their third class or they didn't attend their third class. But in terms of best practices for texting, especially if that's something that folks are feeling a little bit unsure about if they want to do with their clients, I always like to encourage as long as the text message is really meant to be of service to the person receiving it, then it's a good idea. So 
whether it doesn't even have to really be fitness related. I know that when I am going to get my dental checkup, I love that they remind me via text messaging because for most of us, our smartphone is our third arm and we appreciate those reminders. But as long as we can respect our power, I do see if things get a little too salesy with text messaging, then it does start to decline on its effectiveness. But you can have some really great conversations that way, but as long as it's in service to them. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned earlier, one of the other wonderful things about having a software like LoopSpark and one of the things LoopSpark does really, really well is it responds to the client's behavior and activities. So you mentioned earlier how you know a client may or may not come to that third session. If they come, they'd get one email. If they didn't come, they may, they would get a, a, sep- a different email, right? And if they didn't come, the email they would get would say, hey, we missed you at your third session. Let's reschedule. And we, we know from work, you know, from, I know from working every day with studio owners inside of my Thrive program that it's very frequently that clients just happen to not show up. Things change, things happen. And then it's, 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 it's not easy to remember to follow up with that client manually. Um, and then it's not always easy to come with, with something that is kind of, um, that, that works with, with what you're saying to get them to come back in. And it's very manual. It's very time consuming. It's also an extra task for you or for that you're going to check in with someone else to do. And it just creates like this, a mountain of admin, right? Um, but the beauty of automations, like you said, it saves so much time, but not only does it save you time, but it happens such that you don't have to worry about that person sort of falling through the net and slipping through the cracks and not coming back. Yeah, it's great. I've had some folks on board and I see some studio owners, if this is you, uh, massive Excel spreadsheets, just massive spreadsheets, which is great because then we can use it as a roadmap as to what we need to build into the system. But then hopefully you can part ways with these massive (laughs) spreadsheets because they'll be automated. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what are the sort of main sequences that you recommend studio owners set up with LoopSpark when they onboard? Yeah. So in terms of automating, when you onboard, I always like to push. And if anybody here is listening, hey, (laughs) you know that I push this on the onboarding call. I like to encourage that there's a welcome sequence, right? Depending on how you identify as a pro- what a prospect is, when I managed a facility, I used to define a prospect as anyone who had not walked in to our studio. So I would still be educating them, but there has to be some type of flow. They went from being interested, maybe they even bought something and they just haven't been using it, right? But they still need to be communicated with. So that kind of welcome flow or prospect flow is very important. And then, of course, once they buy something, so traditionally in fitness, we see the intro offer or the new student special, whatever language you want to call it, um, making sure that you've got a flow that nurtures them through that. Now it could be something that's based on utilization. It could be based on purchase date. We could get all sorts of fancy with it, but that, that needs to exist on its own. And let's say you have a drop in, maybe there's two ways that people can enter your studio. It's an intro offer and a drop in. Don't forget about the drop ins. I realize they may be less frequent than the intro offers, but we don't want to forget about nurturing them as well, which unfortunately I do see. So maybe add a couple automations there. And then when it comes to the conversion between intro to membership, which is a huge discussion point, really anywhere you go, whatever fitness business forum you go to for anything. 
we're talking about conversion and the dream is to go from intro offer to some type of reoccurring revenue, some type of auto pay. If we can automate and communicate based on their utilization, so we could say, hey, Christine, you've only come five times in the last two weeks. Maybe you're a better fit for a 10-pack. You don't need to upsell me to an unlimited membership at that point. You can always include it and be like, by the way, this is also a thing. But you can be really specific. You can hyper-target. And that is really clutch right now, especially, I like to say, on on this side of COVID. I feel like everyone's been potentially over-marketed to and sold many general things, but now we can get laser focused and say, Hey, we think this is a good fit for you. But those are probably my favorites. I love that. So that was a prospect sequence for people who, who had perhaps joined your world, but haven't actually walked through the door yet. So you'll be encouraging them to perhaps book their first session or educating them a little bit more, bringing them more into your world a little bit. And then you've got your intro offer sequence or that sort of new member, new client um, series where you're nurturing through that intro offer period towards perhaps that conversion, right? And then you have that intro offer, um, that the sort of that conversion point where you are um, able to make that recommendation. And the really neat thing, which I just want to highlight that you said was that you can make personalized recommendations but those personalized recommendations are automated because you can use data based on how often they visited during their intro period to suggest a next option for them. So if, for example, they, you have, say, maybe like a, a one month unlimited, just to be sort of generic about it, if they came in during that one month, you know, eight times, then you might recommend this level of package, like an unlimited membership. But if they only came in three times, you might recommend, you know, a, a four times a month package or re- recurring revenue membership, right? So you could, you could, um, you can make those recommendations based on how active they were in the intro offer. Um, and so that feels to that client a lot more personalized and less generic, which really, you know, we say is that, you know, is, is the more you can, um, speak to their unique individual needs, the more likely you are to succeed with your marketing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just to tie it back to those SMS, if, if anybody's on the fence right about SMS, just realizing how personal you can get, it makes it maybe feel a little bit more like it came from you. So absolutely. That's really, that's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Very important point. I love that. Um, and so on top of those automated emails that you can set up that are behavior-based and, and so on, you, you also can send sort of your regular ongoing newsletter or weekly check-in or what have you as well, right? That's something that you can offer. So it's an all-encompassing email management, email provider. Yeah, you can absolutely continue to send those newsletters, you know, announcements, whatever it is you want to call them. I always encourage, we also have a space for you to create your own branded templates, which is great. So you can just create these things. This is what I want, fill in the text and hit send. So hopefully uh, it cuts back a lot of time on those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then promotions that you want to run once a year, say for Black Friday or for the holidays, things like that, you can set them up once and then I'm assuming put them on repeat the following year and every year after that if you wanted to, right? So yeah, absolutely. You can, you can even, you know, get crazy with it. How many people received it last year, opened it, didn't click on it. You know, if that's how, how level Mm-hmm. If you want to get there, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about um, what sort of best practices do you sort of recommend for studio owners when it comes to automation? 
Yeah. So when it comes to automation, um, full transparency, it can feel very overwhelming for anyone, especially if automation is new. So definitely don't feel like you're alone in that boat. But because I see that a lot, I always like to encourage that you define your goals. So is that right now, maybe we've got two to three goals, which is always nice to start with a short list. We want to focus on intro offer conversions, then great. Let's build those things out. But first and foremost, define your goals. And then after we define those goals, because we now kind of know where we want to go, we can start to segment our audience. We can start to say, hey, these people that do this thing, right, should maybe go over here into this email or SMS bucket and then, you know, continue to segment as we build those automations. Then my third best practice is always try to make sure that your content is relevant and engaging. Everybody loves a, hey, you did a great job. We're really proud of you. But is there something else that you can give them? So something that makes you different than the studio down the street, right? Making sure that that's communicated through the content itself is really important. Then data, always data for me, Um, making sure that we're monitoring and optimizing those things for performance. So when it comes to automation, it's not quite the same as, you know, optimizing other marketing channels like ads, but how could you change that? Things to think about after you start something. Am I communicating enough? Is this engaging enough? Am I seeing people click on the stuff that I'm you know, pushing out there? Because if we're not seeing those things, then data would support, hey, maybe we just need to readjust slightly and go at it again, right? And then you could check on that data. And then because of all marketing, I have to say, it's always important to try to maintain the compliance and respect everybody's subscribe and unsubscribe wishes. Um, I have seen a lot of folks also say, let us know if you want to hear from us about promotions, if you only want things that are about confirmations and give them the choice to, to tell you what they want. And if you can maintain that, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody that starts off only caring about confirmations maybe grows into caring more about your promotions. So Yeah, it's an ongoing conversation. It's really helpful. And I think, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, there's a lot to think about when it comes to marketing a studio with, look with, you know, and as we've mentioned with even just those sort of three sequences that we talked about and the, the, the realities within even just those three sequences that, or campaigns that there's, you know, there's a branches that come out of those, depending on how, what they do, what your client does or doesn't do in, in, in within those sequences. So, you know, if they, people, for example, if you have your intro to your next sell or your membership, um, conversion when you send out that recommendation. And if that particular client doesn't happen to click on a membership or doesn't happen to buy a membership, or doesn't happen to come back within a certain amount of time, then they will then be put into another sequence to encourage that next visit perhaps, or to come back. And so there's a, you kind of, there's a lot to, like you said, it can be overwhelming to think about, um, where to start and how to think about automations. But I think just like anything to do with marketing, it's about layering into strategies and add, you know, sort of mastering one. And then it's sort of a bit like climbing a ladder and then going up to the next and then adding the next. And I think that if you take that view on of it, then you will, um, you'll find that you will be able to implement um, on a very consistent basis. Um, because, you know, like they said, there is a lot you can do with the software like LoopSpark. It's, it's, it's can become this, it's, it's can become an incredibly supportive tool for your business. Yeah, exactly. And if it helps any of those, uh, 
potential overwhelmed minds out there, I always like to say just level one. If you have a pricing page on your website, use that to your advantage. We should have automations that go from one pricing option to another. And once you've navigated, you've fulfilled that flow chart, if you're looking at your pricing page on your website, then maybe it's time to dive into additional things like retention and lapsed clients and I'm sure all sorts of fun stuff that you guys chat about as a community. But first level, just use your pricing to your advantage in that way. It can definitely be its own flow chart if you if you let it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit more about um, who are the types of, what are types of studios do you typically work with, with, as uh, with LoopSpark? What's a, what would be a great, um, sort of fit for LoopSpark? Great. Well, we, we do service quite a few different types of studios, but we have a huge Pilates and yoga following. We have a big base with, with you guys right now. We are expanding also into seeing some kind of healthcare practices like physical therapy come on in. Because kind of backing up to the appointment base, because we can support that, then, you know, those industries are also very interested in what we have to offer for automation. But ideal is going to be something along the lines of boutique fitness, small, multiple location to single location. You would like to market what your services are to your folks. And because we can do both group and appointment, I can't say that one's our favorite. We'll do both. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody is welcome at that point. It's I guess it's also important to highlight um, you have to integrate with a booking platform that we work with, which would That's be right. Mind Body. Yeah, mostly Mind Body. We've got Mind Body, Pike Thirteen, Mariana Tech, and Fit Degree. So if anybody works with those booking platforms, we are happy to help. <laughs> yes, that's really helpful. And then tell us what. Um, what the sort of commitment is or how does it work when people, if people are interested, how they can kind of get, learn a bit more about LoopSpark and what that process looks like. Great. Um, Just go to loopspark.com. There's a lot of information there. You're also at any time more than welcome to reach out to the team through the support at LoopSpark channel. Totally welcome that. You don't have to be a client to reach out to us. Um, And then in terms of how we work, we are a non-contract based platform. So if you like us, you can stay with us. If you want to go away, you don't have to be stuck on a contract because especially in fitness with certain um, platforms that can be challenging, but we don't do contracts. We do have a few additional add-on services. Regular pricing is $189 a month per location. You don't have any limitations within that price point, which is great. Yeah. Add-ons, you also get a nice 30-day free trial, which we love. That way you can really make sure it's actually something you want to invest your time into after you've either built a few of our automations or really in that first call, our team will give you upwards of 30 automations that you can just use and see if you like them before you really invest in it. Perfect. Excellent. Well, I'm going to link to all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning a bit more about LoopSpark, then just click on the show notes and you will um, you will find the link to learn more about LoopSpark. But I really want to say thank you so much, Christine, for joining us today and for sharing all of your amazing knowledge and expertise around marketing and automations and for sharing and introducing us all to uh, learning a little bit more about LoopSpark. So thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much. So I hope that was helpful to you all listening as you go about building your boutique fitness business. If you love what you heard today and um, you'd like to keep listening, then I would really appreciate it if you could take a quick minute 
go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It really would mean a ton to me and get this podcast out into our community so that more teachers and more business owners just like you can feel supported and encouraged on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Oh,